welcome back to my podcast and uh, today i want to read something from rumi and try and interpret this this is a rather long one so i hope you have the patience as the sky does in water for the grace of the presence be grateful touch the cloth of the robe but do not pull it toward you or like an arrow it will leave the bow images presence plays with form fleeing and hiding as the sky does in water now one place now nowhere imagination cannot contain the absolute these poems are elusive because the presence is i love the rose that is not a rose but the second i try to speak it any name of god becomes so and so and vanishes what you thought to draw lifts off the paper as what you love slips from your heart as what you love slips from the heart for the grace of the presence be grateful that's how rumi baba begins now rumi baba writes a profound truth right in the first sentence of this poem god bless his exalted state how often do we bow our heads in deep gratitude for the wonder of aliveness how often do you do that conscious of every breath that we take in and thankful for the gift of this life in human form how often do we bow our heads in gratitude how often do we say thank you shukran gracias to the presence that fills every strand of our dna with divine intelligence for the grace of the presence be grateful urges rumi baba align your whole being in one deep prayer of thankfulness and become aware of every single pore of your body feel the heart pump gallons of blood feel the lungs push the air through your being every micro function of living is handled with such perfection in an autopilot mode we take it all for granted but here we sit taking this miracle self for granted think about it and right at the outpost of his poem rumi baba says be grateful for the grace of presence touch the cloth of the robe but don't pull it to divert you now here's the next key that he offers to love rumi baba suggests don't go grabbing at god in temples mosques synagogues and churches don't pull the cloth of the divine robe to wear you because it is you who wears it it is you who wears it so touch it from within with clean hands of pristine silence be gentle with the silken gown of the nameless one's name it tears with a mere mention it shreds to bits in the moment you say it out loud so keep it quiet keep your faith your prayer down to an inner whisper inner whisper at best 
Don't brag with symbols and markers. The sun is in the light beam, kissing you all the time, changing into nightwear and then bathing you in moonlight. Oh, so just allow it to wet your whole being. Don't grab God in a pinch. You won't get anything. You'll just get a wet feeling. Rest of it escapes your clasp if you are not gentle. So be in a state of absolute surrender and allow the presence to simply flow through you. Remember, no pulling, only remembering, experiencing in a state of stillness. Do not pull it toward you, says Rumi Baba, or like an arrow, it will leave the bow. Rumi Baba gives the Buddha story in one sentence, grabbing at God through the doorway of suffering and self-denial. You know, this caught Siddhartha to a state of exasperated surrender. That's where he finally ended. And under that Bodhi tree, and voila! The instant he let go of the robe, he was pulling at so desperately, the desiring ended. And even God desiring ended for him. And right there in that moment, he was all light and no Siddhartha anymore. All Buddha, no Siddhartha. Rumi Baba talks often about tearing his own shirt, disrobing his own self rather than trying to pull at God's golden gown of light. Subtleties of the game are what make it very, very inviting and interesting for the soul to play this. Think about it. Images. Presence plays with form. That's what he writes next. Presence plays with form. Now here is Rumi Baba. Well, he's, he puts all the play of this worldly Leela in a single phrase. And so effortlessly presence supreme being intelligence light whatever you call it just plays with form now it's like it's like a lone customer in a shopping mall full of clothes lines and and various fashion houses all displaying their clothes right there and this one is the designer itself that's how God, present, supreme being, intelligence and light behaves. She just loves spending time in the change room, dressing, undressing, redressing, experimenting with different forms, styles, trends, dressing differently again and again as man, woman, plant, desert, tree, lighting, lightning, cloud, nothing, everything, all at the same time, being everything at the same time and giving itself giving itself the illusion of time and then it smashes the molds of this world and all these worlds and it creates alternate universes multiple realities and then it's all out to convince itself that everything is fake so much for god and his or her sense of humor now rumi baba tells us don't you fall for this amusing ride where presence is just toying with form, fleeing and hiding as the sky does in water. Hear that again, what Rumi Baba says. 
it's fleeing and hiding as the sky does in water now one place and now nowhere I just love this metaphor Rumi Baba I love it when you choose to say this oh what a poet you are and you just pick up the sky and turn it into liquid and simply poured and poured and poured it down the throat of a bewildered eye or perhaps perhaps a still lake who knows who knows which water you talk about Rumi Baba and then you further write a disclaimer in the very next sentence you say imagination cannot contain the absolute these poems are elusive wow these poems are elusive because the presence is so imagination cannot contain the absolute these poems are elusive because the presence is now how can imagining grasp this absolute when the brain the mind can't give up the linearity of logic of cause and effect you know science still grapples with the cause of the universe coming into being that's how primitive science is the early mind have often stated it all a game of the causeless timeless and the incomprehensible unity though one beyond all this puny imagination that we think is going to help us crab god oh no so don't sweat don't sweat these poems are elusive because the presence is very clever rumi baba Rumi Baba leaves us thirsty now, gasping and hungry and starving and open-mouthed. He surrenders all his whirling poetry as nothing but another ode to spinning in circles around the pointless center point, the unknowable omniscience, the one. Rumi Baba gets further drunk. Yeah, he gets further drunk and even more vague in the next sentence. I love the rose that is not a rose. So make no mistake, love everything that bears God's watermark. So ladies and gentlemen, just love everything that bears God's watermark and don't you think that's absolutely everything? Don't try and name it, says Rumi Baba, because naming takes the fragrance out of the rose. Hope you are getting what I mean. Don't name a rose a rose. Just love it as it is. I love the rose. That is not a rose. And Rumi Baba writes further. The moment I try to speak it, any name for God becomes so and so and vanishes. Thank you, Rumi Baba, for not telling us to badmouth God by giving a name. You can't pin a live butterfly into your annual project book, can you? And name it species, type. You know that silly biology is not learning at all. Pinning dead butterflies on the project book? Now the butterfly is the desire to move from pupa to the winged state. It is life's willingness, desire, earnestness to express itself, to to pine for its freedom to wear colorful wings and celebrate this life flower to flower 
So please teach your children life and don't pin alive butterflies in project books for the sake of classification. Oh, that's such a dull education. That is dead knowledge. Useless. Absolutely useless. Okay, Rumi Baba says, don't name roses. That state of God is just there to celebrate divinity itself. Rumi Baba ends with a flourish. He reiterates what you thought to draw left off the paper as what you love slips from the heart. So, kindly set God free, the one caged in the ribs, right inside your 300 gram heart. Don't attempt to draw her. She's already taking the lines to remain shapeless, nameless, wordless. And she's flying away with these lines when you try to draw her and sketch her. It is a sign for me too, like so many roomy poems, laying themselves to rest in a deep, vast silence. Time for me to drift into silence. Let me take this one right there. Now you and I, why don't we dive into the unfathomable silence? I see all my words simply lifting and flying off the page. Slowly dissolving into God. Back where they came from. And finally, they go where they belong. In the soul of God. Thank you for listening tonight.